Welcome to the fifth episode of our new sub-series, Bubbles. We will be using the space to have chill conversations, bring on special guests, and share controversial opinions on relevant topics. Unlike our main episodes, this series uh, welcomes anyone to be on the show. So if you're listening and have any experiences or thoughts you're interested in discussing, feel free to contact us through our submissions platform or Instagram account. This will be an opportunity for you to come on and comfortably share your thoughts, no matter the topic. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm the other host, Stephanie. Yeah, so today we'll be going over retail therapy. I feel like it's a big thing, big issue that a lot of us deal with, especially with social media reminding us of what other people are buying. And I think it can kind of add to the pressure of buying things to just be quote unquote trendy. Mm-hmm. And I think like retail therapy for me is just like a way to cope with day to day stress, especially because it like provides a sort of like instant gratification for me. And it gives me something to look forward to, um, you know, like, uh, in the next few days while I'm waiting for, like, whatever I bought to arrive. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty much the same for me. It's like, I'm sad, and it's 1 a.m., and I'm still thinking over a bunch of things, typical anxiety, ha ha ha. Um, so I just find myself going over a tall ball, just, like, just kind of swiping through everything, I mean, like, hmm, I kind of want that. And, like, similarly, it's just this kind of instant gratification. And I feel that it really helped me for the next few days, this kind of, like, oh, when's it going to arrive? I really want it now. But then after those few days pass, I feel like it just feels pretty empty for me personally because when the whole excitement dies over, when I finally get the product, it's, like, oh, what about the next few days? And that kind of encourages me to keep on going through this cycle. But yeah. Yeah, um, I think retail therapy is always just like a very like uh, cyclical and like impulse driven Mm -hmm. process. And it sort of like um, puts you in like a really unhealthy like cycle of just like um, buying things to sort of like uh, sustain the rush that it gives you. Yeah, I mean, like, and retail therapy itself, like, like, the definition is basically just you indulge in buying things or retail um, just to feel a certain way, it's a way to cope, but ultimately, I feel like it's done me a lot of harm, like, I'm sure a lot of, like, my friends near me know, but I'm, like, constantly broke, and it's not because <laughs> I like, just don't have money in the first place. Just a quick disclaimer, I do know that I'm very privileged to have the freedom to buy things um, at the quantity that I do. Um, like, I acknowledge that, but on the other hand, I feel like it's really kind of hurt my impression on what money is and, like, the value it brings because literally at the end of every month, I have no savings whatsoever. Like, the only savings I have are probably the random, like, coins that I get. But that's about it. What about you? Um, yeah, I agree. In the past, when retail, like, my retail therapy, like, phases were really, really bad, I've, like, spent my food money 
um, on just buying stuff to make myself feel better. Um, and because of that, I've had to like borrow a lot of my friends, like money and, you know, like I, I would just like, mm-hmm. uh, or I would just like starve during lunch or during school, um, just so I could spend, uh, the money I, you know, quote unquote saved, um, on buying stuff that I didn't need. Uh, yeah, that's my experience with retail therapy, I think. Yeah, and I think another part of it for me personally is that, like, the things that I do buy, I think that's also important to know. It's, like, it can range from things that actually have use. Like, I do tend to buy a lot of cute stationery because it makes me happy. Um, But I also don't think that I necessarily need it. But, and for a lot of the other things, it's, like, I buy clothes or, like, Literally, I got so teased for this. I bought um, a bunch of cute bowls that are pastel, and they come with, like, matching ceramic bowls. I mean, matching ceramic spoons in the same colors. It's very cute, but the price also definitely did not justify the purchase. But I also broke two of them, so that was a huge problem. But, Yeah. Yeah, I definitely get that. During my um, retail therapy bursts, I I would just go on my like, uh, Taobao like suggestions page, and everything would seem appealing to me. Um, like I like you, I'm very into like stationery, but like in the night, I just uncontrollably become a big like pen freak, and there's <laughs> been phases when I just like bought like ten pens at once that I ended up just like not using. Um, exactly and you know recently some of those urges have sort of subsided but not my obsession with pens I try to keep it down to like one pen like a month because I don't need that many pens but it doesn't always work out and I still end up you know like making impulse purchases uh no matter how hard I try to like stop myself yeah and I feel like with um since we're in lockdown you know you can't really get things even if you buy them there there's no kind of um guarantee that they're gonna arrive and I feel like for Mm -hmm. me personally that's kind of totally killed my urge to really impulse buy and I think that was really telling of the sort of value I put on retail therapy like I'm not buying it because I want something like the fact that I don't feel the urge to buy things now, now that I can't get it. It really goes to show me, me personally, that, oh, I'm really only buying because I, again, like earlier, I want to feel the anticipation of it arriving. Yeah, Um, yeah, I agree. It's the same for me um, with, you know, like quarantine. Online shopping doesn't really give me as much like satisfaction anymore. And I have been able to like just save some money because of that um and also just like uh being in quarantine I guess it gives me more time to think about like my 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 like purchases and you know why about those things um and so I just end up like returning a lot of the things I don't need um mm-hmm. which I guess has sort of like mitigated my like retail therapy problem um yeah it's been good Yeah, and I feel like also with the lockdown, it's, um, you know, you have, it's for, I feel like for the first few weeks or so, or maybe even longer, 
uh, it was really hard for a lot of households to get, like, basic necessities. You know, mm, just yeah. getting food and whatnot. My family went into panic because we ran out of gochujang, and I don't think any Korean family can survive without gochujang. So that was really hard for us. Um, and also because we couldn't get, like, the usual vegetables we get. And I feel like that's really helped me kind of acknowledge the things that I already have and kind of look for value in, oh, you know, I don't really need all this other stuff. I could have just been fine otherwise. Yeah, same. I think, you know, like, um, you know, being in quarantine has also just, like, really made me examine where all my money is going towards. Um, Yeah, and I just don't think that, like, the more I think about it, the more I feel like the stuff that I usually buy online, it doesn't really have much value. And so Mm -hmm. that's also helped me like stop buying things on impulse a lot yeah i feel like because retail therapy is something i know a lot of my friends also deal with it's kind of it really made me think of if there was a healthy way to go about retail therapy like on one hand like we said earlier it's like you want to figure out if you actually need something or if it's just you wanting them but I feel like it's also important to think, like, is it is it actually okay if you just indulge yourself in things that you want? Like, is it, shouldn't it be okay if you treat yourself once in a while? But I think that also comes down to, like, moderation, making sure you're not doing, you're not overdoing it like I tend to do. But obviously there are a lot of ways you can deal with retail therapy. Yeah, I really agree. I think every once in a while, spending money on something that makes you happy is, like, a good thing. But, you know, I think there's a very fine line between just, like, spending money on what you need and overspending. And I feel like uh, it's kind of hard for me to, like, gauge the balance between those two Um, sometimes. Uh, So, like, normally I just, like, give myself a budget or something like that to keep my spending in check, um, or I make my money less accessible um, by putting it in a bank account, um, and that's how I usually deal with, like, my impulse purchases, yeah. Yeah, I think making your money less accessible is, like, really a key point in trying to not overspend or overbuy. Like, I, like, for me, I tried to get my money in cash because cash is just a lot less convenient to use here in Shanghai. So, for me, I try to put it in cash, and if I really wanted to spend that money, I would have to go in ATM and put my money through and connect it to my debit card. But also, Mm, looking for ATMs in like it can be so annoying to do especially because you would have to usually for me I just have to go look for a bank but then sometimes it's not my bank like my debit card's bank so then I can't deposit the money so I'm just in this stalemate where I only have 20 RMB in my balance and I can't do anything but it it somewhat helps but then it's also led to me buying really really cheap things that are like 10 RMB yeah I get that I think uh, a large like thing that helped me stop spending so much money was just making spending like too much trouble to do like just like uh 
making like the act of spending and you know the instant gratification of uh impulse buys like too much effort so Mm -hmm. I don't end up spending the money at all um and I also just like uh sometimes I do like entrust my money with other people so I feel shame when I have to go (laughs) get it from them which I guess is also just making the the act of like spending uh much more like troublesome and you know like trying to convince myself that it's not worth it to spend money um yeah on unnecessary things and this is a technique that my mom uses and she really wants me to use that I also use sometimes it's like you make an excel spreadsheet or number spreadsheet whatever you use on everything you purchase so you would put in the date the type and like your starting budget and whatnot and you basically just uh, note down every purchase you make and at the end of the month you look back to it and you're like oh what the hell but uh, I also realized that your phone already does that for you like if you go to Alipay transactions or WeChat transactions you can see everything but I also think that if you have a kind of physical semi-physical way to look at your money and everything you put down it can kind of help you really gauge oh, where you're really spending a lot of your money. Yeah, I think this is also, like, somewhat related to your uh, cash anecdote, right? I think these Mm -hmm. are both ways to, like, sort of, like, visualize the amount of money that you're spending. Um, And I think a large part of it is just, like, invoking the feeling of guilt, (laughs) you know? Just, like, (laughs) why am I spending all this money uh, when I obviously don't need these things? Um, yeah. Yeah, I also feel like, I mean, negative reinforcement can definitely be, you know, very effective. And it's very, it's definitely been effective for me in the past. But I also think, like, if we're going to go for the positive reinforcement way, right, it's also that um, it's also really gratifying to see the amount of money you save up every few months mm-hmm. and seeing the decrease in money you spent. Like, I've... Although it's kind of hard to tell on the outside, uh, I definitely have decreased the amount of money I spend every month. It used to be really crazy, and I thought I was going insane, but now that I look back on it, it's it's definitely like halved in amount, which I'm pretty happy about, but it's definitely not sustainable in the future if I continue this way, because I am going to be a broke-ass adult in the future. <laughs> Like, yeah. I do not want that. Um, yeah, I think it also really, uh, like, you know, it also really helps to sort of, like, examine how much money you have left in the future. I think negative reinforcement is, like, the main thing that works on me. Like, sometimes I'll see my uh, balance and then just tell myself, how are you gonna, I'm gonna like, survive the next uh, few months? And then I, 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 I stop spending just out of, like fear um yeah yeah and I think another part like for me personally I think a lot of people around my age it's we're kind of on the threshold of becoming an adult like legally Mm -hmm. I am an adult because I'm 18 maybe not in the U.S. but like at this time it's like and in the past few years coming up to this point it's the money that I receive is not money that I've earned right it's Mm -hmm. mainly money that's just been given to me because my parents decided to 
but I think it's important for me to really recognize how my spending habits are going to affect my future because obviously in a couple years I'm going to be making money I'm going to be going to work as terrible as that sounds I'm going to go into an office and spend my hours just typing away working and I feel like that's definitely going to change how I see money because there is effort to be made on a consistent basis just to earn money and that's why I feel like it's really important that you fix your personal finance uh, Mm -hmm. pretty early on because you don't want it to become a habit in the future. Yeah, um, I think being sort of on like the cusp of adulthood, it's easier for you to like um, foresee how your like money spending habits will affect you into your like near future, right? I think just the thought of living like paycheck to paycheck because of like retail therapy habits is enough to make me stop spending for a while yeah and like uh somebody that i know very close to me they had really poor credit like really poor credit score that's basically Mm -hmm. credit score is basically um it quantifies how trustworthy you are if they were to loan you an amount Obviously, higher credit is better because it shows how trustworthy you are and that you can pay back your loans in a timely manner. And because they had so much credit card debt, they were going crazy with their credit card. They uh, literally had the worst credit possible, and it's really, it's definitely hurt their um, finances for a couple years, um, although their parents just paid it off in the end which I think can also be a little harmful to how they go about their business. But anyways, you want to make sure you're not overspending and you want to make sure you know what why you're spending and what you're buying because you definitely do not want to just go crazy with quote-unquote invisible money that a credit card can enable you to have. Um, so I think that's also important to recognize. This is obviously like very kind of serious obviously the serious implications it can have on you and probably quite far away for a lot of us but I think it's still important to recognize right um and also I think for me personally it's with the way I go about spending my money I think I'm pretty influenced by trends and the marketing strategies companies use and also again the pressure to kind of follow along with trends you know right and right like I think when we talk about trends for me personally and maybe you too it's really about like fashion trends right mm-hmm. yeah I think I struggle especially with just like <clears throat> like fast fashion trends on the internet um whenever I see like um you know like fashion trends on social media I feel the urge to like impulse buy Um, And, you know, like with how fast trends are like evolving now and how accessible these uh, clothing items are to us, um, it makes it a lot easier for me to overspend on just like uh, fashion items that I might not need and will never wear. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, trends just go by so quickly. Yeah, I think personally for me, like I... 
just like something that I've noticed is that like in the past, because of uh how carefully curated sorry, um in the past because of how carefully curated media is, um trends go by really slowly. Like if you look at the past, like a trend will go by in like a season or even like a year or two. But now that like you know the internet makes uh fashion so accessible to people, um. Like there's a lot more information on um, you know, like the latest fashion trends, and so like fashion trends evolve extremely quickly, um, and I think that's a big part of the reason why I feel the need to impulse buy. Yeah, for sure. Like you know, when a couple years ago the whole tennis skirt, uh, yeah, Doc Martens, Oxfords, and a sweatshirt with collar. That was a huge thing. I literally bought the Doc Martin Oxfords, but I don't even wear them that often. Like, I get clowned because people think they're ugly. <laughs> I think I also buy a lot of just, like, clothing items that I later regret and just, like, never wear. Like, a few years ago, um... I was on, like, Taobao a lot, and I was really struggling with just, like, um, I guess emotional problems, and so I, I just, like, depended a lot on retail therapy to make me, um, happy, so then, like, I went and spend, like, spent, like, so much money on, like, ugly clothes that I don't even want to touch now, and a lot of those clothes just ended up, like, being donated because those were, like, really bad purchases that I made that cost me a lot of like money but um ultimately didn't really make me happy um and I think like an important distinction uh to recognize is like the distinction between like something that you like really need and will make you happy in the mm-hmm. long term and like a purchase that will only make you happy in the short term yeah for sure and especially with clothes and it's um relevant because it's a part of where I spend a a large part of my money is that if I really try to chase after these trends it's it doesn't really mean that I genuinely enjoy the clothes that I'm buying or that Mm, it's really my quote-unquote style and I feel like instead of going for trends it's also better for me to look for clothes I genuinely enjoy Mm-hmm. you know yeah i agree with that um i think like i also sort of just like out of guilt i have the mindset to like um buy more cheap things instead of just like uh like actually high quality things that will last me longer um so a large part of my closet right now is just like um cheap trendy clothes i bought like back when i was like struggling with my emotions and I looked for like a solution to just being sad um Mm -hmm. and you know like looking back on the decisions I made I think I really should have spent like my money on things that would have like lasted me longer and had better quality um instead of just like buying those like cheap Waimal uh Taobao like store clothes that didn't fit me like well and they weren't comfortable yeah Yeah, for sure. Like, um, I clean out my closet every season. Uh, Well, not every season. I I clean out my closet summer and winter. And then Mm -hmm. I look through my clothes and it's like, oh my god, this is so... 
ugly. I had to hold myself from swearing there. And it's like, why did I buy this? Like, who, why? And I just, again, like, like you, I just end up donating it. But for me also, it's like, I tend to buy a lot of expensive shit. I mean, expensive clothes, quote unquote expensive. Yeah. I think that's also um, subjective, but I definitely do go for clothes that tend to be more expensive. But I also find recently now with buying clothes, it's I do tend to kind of distinguish between what I should really spend my money on and what I shouldn't. Like, if it's for really basic clothing, like a tank top, I'm definitely just gonna just go for super cheap. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. But if it's um, something that I find myself gonna wear, like, a lot, then I would definitely invest a little more. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think just, like, uh, a large part of why I, like buy things and you know engage in retail therapy is just because like of the whole like internet consumerist culture um like a lot of the time that I spend on social media is me looking for you know the next thing to buy um Mm -hmm. or you know the next thing that'll make me happy um and I think that you know is the main reason why like I spend so much money on things that I don't need um and I just think that, like, uh, like for a while, I, like, took a slight break from social media that um, made me feel that way. Um, specifically, f- like, from platforms like Pinterest, Instagram, and, like, Xiaohongshu, um, because those things are, like, the apps that make you want to buy things the most. And I think it really helped with, like, my impulse buying, like, issues. Um, because I just didn't feel the need to uh, buy things as much and, like, chase trends uh, as much as I did before. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i never done a social media break, as unfortunate as that sounds. But I think that also just goes to show how um, reliant, well, not how reliant, but how much social media can affect our purchases. Obviously, I think that just mm-hmm. comes down to really pro um marketing that a lot of these companies do to target uh younger generations because we definitely do tend to be more impulsive and Mm -hmm. because obviously we're still kids i'm not a kid but uh you know how much more impulsive we are and how much more susceptible we are to marketing strategies yeah and i also think a large part of that like you know marketing to um teenagers or like you know uh young adults i guess um is that like you know we're also like the the teenagers and young adults that are on social media are also just like mostly pretty economically well off like i think to some extent social media also like takes advantage of like how privileged um you know these groups are and like markets to them uh more or less exclusively um because like you know like social media like companies and also just like um fashion companies know that like teenagers are the most susceptible to their influence for sure yeah and it's definitely harmful to how we manage our money and whatnot 
and mm-hmm. also again perpetuates a sort of reliance on retail therapy when yeah. I feel like there are definitely a lot of other ways to cope with um, issues and whatnot. I agree with that. And also, I think, like, consumerism is just, like, really, like, I think the whole consumerist culture is very, like, dependent on, like, the spread of information. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, like, a solution to, um, you know, participating in the whole consumerist culture is just, like, you know, it's hard, but, like, I just try to avoid um social media that might make me feel the impulse to buy things yeah i i definitely agree and i feel like pinterest is a huge part of that for me personally it's just i will go through pinterest looking for things and most of the time i don't really find things that i particularly like but i'll still i'll still i'll still save it in my um board Yeah, same. Sometimes I'll find things that I can't decide are, like, cute or ugly, and I'll just, like, save it anyway, and then, like, after a while, uh, you know, the longer I look at it, the more I'm like, do I kind of want this? So (laughs) I think the the best solution to that is just, like, not, not, like, looking at it too much. I just try to avoid, um prompting that kind of like reaction for myself at all yeah i mean if it works it works i mean for me personally i i don't care i'll just look at it all i want um i don't really care if i buy it or not because i probably won't but that's just me and also trends can be so expensive i i just know yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of the trends that I've seen on the internet are also like just like I don't know, they're like highly specific. Like specific to the company and specific to a single product. And a lot of those time like a lot of the time those products are just like not affordable. Um but you know, like I spend money on it anyway just because like social media made me do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I think also for me when I was growing up before like the huge onset of social media as we know today, you know, the early 2000s and leading up to that moment, I feel there was this huge kind of quote unquote shopaholic culture. You know, you Mm -hmm. have all these uh, movies and whatnot and you see the pretty lady with all her large shopping bags. Or some guy carrying it all for her. And I feel like absorbing that sort of media early on kind of cemented this aspiration in me. That, oh, Mm -hmm. I wish I could do that too. I want to walk around with a bunch of shopping bags like that. But, nah. I don't think so anymore. Yeah, I just think consumerism is like very highly... um, ingrained into our culture and like sort of just like you know living that like high expenditure life is sort of like idealized in media um i and i think it's important to be like cognizant of like the media that you're consuming um and the way that makes you feel for sure and also the actions you take after that because if it's prompting you to spend money on things you don't genuinely enjoy then I think that it's really good to examine how you deal with that. 
Yeah, yeah, just, I think just all in all, like, think about the things you're buying, um, and don't buy things you don't need. Yeah, and definitely look at if you want it or not, and again, figure out the stuff you actually need, and think, also think that it's okay to indulge yourself, um, every now and then, just make sure you're doing it in moderation. Yep. Well, this was the fifth episode of our new subseries, Bubbles. We went over retail therapy, the experiences we dealt with it, some solutions, and also the effect social media and whatnot have on our retail therapy. This was Stephanie. Um, and Erica. Uh, thank you for listening to uh, this Bubbles episode. Um, yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.